Hello, hello, ladies. Happy Sunday. I'm telling you, I am a creature of habit, and it feels so weird to be doing this in the evening, Sunday at 4.30, when I usually do it in the morning. I am like, <laughs> I go to Target, I enter the same door, I park in the same spot, um, I go to my favorite drive through and I order the same Greek salad every time, and I'm just er, 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 robotic, probably to a fault. So, this feels a little weird, but we'll see how it is. I hope you all are doing well. I hope you are ready for a good one. This one is simple, but I think we all need to hear it. And the story this week for episode 11 is I can't wait until. Um, It shows up also as I'll be happy when, or I'll be happy if, or I just need this and then. And so I think we all say it. And this one came to me because I saw it in my kids and it was irritating me. And then I slowed down enough to realize that I do it a lot. We all do it a lot as humans, you know, and it showed up with them with, um, you know, they get something and then they want something else. And I was just so frustrated and I'm like, well, I'm probably frustrated. I realized once I paused and slowed down because I do this and it bothers me that I don't slow down enough to savor the moment, to enjoy the experience exactly where I'm at. Um, they always talk about, there's a quote, I should have written this down, but this is what it makes me think of, um, is like, when we're anxious, we're living in the future. When we're depressed, we're living in the past. Be present. You know, I don't know, it says it better than that, but you, that's kind of what we're talking about today. So before we get into that, a few things I wanted to discuss. Number one, a little housekeeping thing. Um, a lot of these stories are heavy, and while I'm talking through this, I'm also going to therapy some to work through some of this, but each time I uh, go through some of this by writing and processing and thinking and reflecting and talking about, you know, stories that, narratives that I need to rewrite in my life and retell and relive, a lot like a remodel in a house, you know, to, you can't just add paint to a hundred year old house. <laughs> and I'm 41, I'm not a hundred, but some days I feel like a hundred old, hundred year old house. But, you know, as, as you start to strip things away and you take off different layers of maybe paint and you tear the house and you get it down to the studs and then you realize that maybe termite damage and then you need to um, spend more money and you need to tear more out so that you have a solid foundation for your house. You know, that's kind of, kind of what light rewriting the narrative is about is it is stripping those layers to become the person that you want to be. And sometimes to become that person that you want to be, it takes way more work than you want to admit. It takes more work once you're in it than you realized at first. More money. <laughs> it's exhausting. There are times you just want to walk away from it. Um, and it's draining. So as I do a little reflection, I realize that this takes a lot out of me physically. Just like a workout takes um, a lot out of somebody. And I need to... I need to honor that and do what's best for my body. So because of that, there will be times from here on out that I may show up every other week or every three weeks or once a month. I wanted 
to give you guys the heads up because I first started talking about this is doing it weekly. And number one, I don't know how sustainable it is to do it weekly. Number two, I don't want the pressure and I don't want to come on here when I don't have anything to say and waste your time with just filling air just to follow through with something I said I was going to do. I think it's good to stop and revise and change plans as you need to and reflect. And I think that's growth. So with that said, I'm not sure if I'll be here next week. I have a couple different story ideas to talk about. But if I'm not physically up to it, I will see you next week or the week after that. The other thing I wanted to give you an update on, I am doing dry January and listening to the book, um, the alcohol experiment. Sorry, I blanked out there. And I'm currently on day 17. And it's going really, really well. Um, it's going really well today, I will say. First week was hard and I was angry. I was talking to my other friend who's doing it and I'm like, whew, <laughs> I, I'm not always the best um, wingman because I texted her that first week like, are we still doing this? Or is it dry January or is it dry-ish? <laughs> like just waiting for her to cave. Um, but this week has been much better. And the whole thing is, it's not like I think I have a problem with alcohol or I think, I think I'm shaming people who don't do this. It's just good to be mindful and take a step back at some of the habits and some of the things that just become routine without you even knowing it. And so that has been good. And I just realized, you know, around the holiday, it seems like Instead of one night having a few drinks a week, it becomes like two or three or um, just consecutive days. And then you just kind of feel like, meh, you know, but you do it just because it's there, or just because you're bored. And so the break feels good right now. Um, I plan on doing the 30 days, but I'm, you know, they focus much like AA and that they're just, you just take one day at a time. So I don't know about tomorrow, but today I'm not drinking. And so it's been fun. And if if you want to do it or are curious about your drinking or just want to take a step back and see how it affects you, I would encourage you to do the same. Um, you just might not want me as your wing woman <laughs> because, because I might ask you out for margaritas in Mexican. Um, so there's that. Um, the other thing is I came across this um this interview or uh, Brene Brown had gone on Facebook live like four years ago and one of the quotes that I had written down from it was when you own your own story you empower yourself to create your own ending the stories we don't own continue to own us and that really just summed up the work that we're doing through this and why I do it and in kind of the rationale behind it. Because like I said, with the whole um, house analogy, it, it's hard work. But I think when, when we don't uncover these things and we don't take the time to analyze them and rewrite them, like she said, they it owns us. And it's really, really easy to fall into the victim mentality that things are happening to us. Poor me, poor us, why me? And this takes us to um, eventually a place of empowerment where things are happening for us and it shifts the perspective. And I just thought that was really good and it fit 
it fit with the whole the whole podcast. So I had to share that with you. Okay, moving on in. I can't wait until um this this theme I think is present so much throughout no matter what phase of life you're in. But I have to say when I stopped to think about it, I feel like my generation um did some of these to a bigger extreme than perhaps the generation that's growing up right now. But um talking about I can't wait till and um you know or um all I want is this and then I'll be happy or I just wish I could do this. So and when I step back to think, I remember thinking those kind of things like I can't wait to lose these training wheels. I had my banana seat purple bike with the rainbow that was shagadelic. And I couldn't wait to be in the big side of school. And I couldn't wait to drink or smoke or do all the big grown-up things. And I couldn't wait to get out of town. Our tiny town of 560 people that I thought I was just too cool for school for. I couldn't wait to have a career and wear, like, dress clothes. I couldn't wait to get married. I couldn't wait to have babies. And all this, all this, I can't wait or I can't wait or I'm so excited. You know when we do it? every year in annual things like oh I can't wait till summer I can't wait till summer and then we can relax and all of a sudden it becomes summer and it's hot and 90 degrees and everybody's like oh I can't wait till football season and we can get our hoodies out and we can sit and tailgate and you know it's just like there's always something pressing and although it's good to have something to look forward to I think so many of the times when we're in this thought we miss the present and we don't slow down to enjoy everything that's around us. And that is so sad. That's so sad. Um, it's, you know, like then once we have the babies, I, you know, one, there's, there's always something that you're like looking forward to. And although it's been a long time, since I've gone through all this, when they were little, I couldn't wait till we were done with breastfeeding. Well, that didn't last very long. But then I couldn't wait till they were done with bottles. And I couldn't wait till they could feed themselves and then sleep all night and then walk on their own, get dressed on their own, start school. You know, there's, there's always, there's always the next thing. And here's the thing. While I was waiting to lose those training wheels... I totally overlooked the goodness of their support. While I was dreaming of being on the other side of the school, our school was K-12 and like kindergarten through sixth grade was one side. And you'd look down the hall at the big kids, seventh through 12th grade with their own lockers, you know, and I'm like, yeah, that's going to be me someday. While I was wishing to be on that other side, I took for granted coloring and recess and learning how to do cursive with Miss Fugelberg to write my own checkbook, you know? When I was hanging with the wrong crowd, pretending to be someone else, drinking and smoking, I lost my youth and I lost my innocence way too young. While I was racing to get out of this tiny town in the farm, I missed sunrises and the chorus of the night and the open-windowed fall nights. And the simple times and the simple things. And while I was anxious to be a young professional in college, 
I didn't realize that at that moment, I really felt like I have more money than ever since. <laughs> like, like, how was I getting my nails done? And how was it eating out all the time and tanning? I'm like, still kind of blows my mind. While I was wanting to find the one so bad, I hadn't realized that those ducks, that there were ducks that I needed to have in a row before he should ever come along. While I was hoping for two lines on a stick, I didn't savor those quiet moments of just him and me. And while I'm hoping for them to grow, and when I was hoping for them to grow, I rushed some cuddles, I read a few too less books, and I sped through a few too many bath times that I will never get back again. And then I say this out loud because I know we all do this. We did this and we still do it. And I urge us all, including myself, to just take a moment right now to take some big, deep breaths and savor the season that we are in because... Every day may not be good, but there is some good in every day. And sometimes I get frustrated with the issues that I'm dealing with with my body. I'm frustrated that I can't even run a mile right now when I used to do 20 to 30 miles a week. But when I slow down and I stop, I, I realize all that it can do and all that I'm grateful for that it can do. I can feed myself, I can walk, I can do yoga, I can pray, I can drive my kids. And all of that are things that I take for granted when I'm sitting here just feeling frustrated about the issues that I'm dealing with. And sometimes as a mom, I curse the constant noise in the house. I can't focus in that as an introvert, I like have my battery drained, it seems like, half the time. But then I stopped to think about so many moms who are struggling to get pregnant. Or I stopped to think about, you know, when this house is quiet, it feels weird. Or I stopped to realize with those rare moments where we get a date night, we end up talking about the two little, three little stink bombs. Sometimes I forget I have a third still and he's eight. I still, you know, we end up talking about them the entire night. And when I think about it mathematically... I've got less than 10 more years of this chaos and then the house is going to be dead silent. And then there's times I focus on his snoring or his desire to fix my problems and I get so irritated and I forget how blessed I am to have my best friend as my roommate and my life partner and all that he does and all that he is for me. And I'm just going to say it and... I know this will ruffle some feathers, but if I had a dollar for every time that a mom sat in a gym or on a bleacher or in the stands and said, ah, time slow down or complained about having to carpool or shuttle their kids to a practice or travel to a ball game and just complain about how we're too busy with activities and "Mm, curse them, curse them. And then what do you know, COVID happened and us same moms that were complaining about the busyness and all the shuffling and the shuttling and the busyness and the sports nights were crying that our kids had nothing to do and nowhere to go and we didn't know how to react. 
And I'm not saying we asked for this, but I'm also not saying we didn't. Um, I am saying, though, that this past year, so many of our outside worldly things that we use to like relieve stress have been taken away from us. And with those gone, it's like, now what? And that has caused a lot of us to take a slowdown, a long look in the mirror, and either do some hard lifting, heavy lifting, some hard work, or continue to numb or live in denial and not deal with it. So here's what I suggest. Let's savor. My word this year is receive. To receive his grace, to receive his gifts, receive his timing, and to trust his timing. And this much I know, he is not about to trust me with more unless I use every single gift I am being given wisely. And in order for me to do that, I have to savor every little thing. I have to savor those moments. And sometimes I have to dig really, really, really hard or squint super hard and get my glasses on and zoom in or zoom out to find the good. But I better find it and I better savor it. Because come tomorrow, it's either a memory or a thing in the past that I don't remember. Either way, it's gone. And in Psalm 46, chapter 10, or verse 10, excuse me, probably one of the most famous quotes ever from the Bible, be still and know that I am God. And there's a saying that says, first God whispers to you. And if you don't hear it or if you ignore it, he talks loudly. And if you still don't pay attention, he'll start shouting. And if you don't listen to those shouts, he's going to shake you. And you don't want to wait to be shaken to listen. So I encourage you to find some time to get quiet, to create silence, to create stillness. Because I, I, urge, I cannot say this enough. Those meditations or that quiet time that you create, that is when you will hear his guidance. And if you are too busy running around, shuffling around, chasing whatever worldly thing you are chasing, if you're not creating that time to slow down and consciously listen, you're not going to hear him and you're going to miss it. So don't miss the savor. Our anchor verse today is from Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. It says, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. There's a short prayer um, also that went along with this I thought was cool that I stumbled across in Pinterest. And I'm just going to end with that before we go into our anchor statement. This is Dear Father, thank you for this exact moment in time. Sometimes I struggle to enjoy the gift of the present. I push forward before your timing is perfect and then feel the pain of rushing. My spirit longs to save the moment while my mind scrambles to snatch the next minute. Will you slow my heart to beat to your rhythm? Will you sink my step to mirror your tempo? May my spirit fail to chase after the next beautiful experience, 
until I've unwrapped the gift of right now in the present. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So our anchor statements, there are three options. Whichever resonates with you, I encourage you to literally use them as your anchor to calm you or to bring you back to the moment. Um, Whether you see it or say it or read it, repeat it in meditation, use it. Please, please, please use it. It makes my day to hear you guys um, in the strategies and the ways that... um, you're finding that they help you. So the first one is just one word, savor. And I encourage you maybe even to set your alarm for like three times a day. And next to your alarm, instead instead of saying alarm, have it say savor. And when that alarm goes off, take a look at what is around you. Notice the scent that is around you. Notice the taste. Notice this, this um, feel. Get all your senses involved so that you truly soak it in. Unless you're in a nasty place, then, then maybe skip some of those senses. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I have focused on savoring just while I was doing this this week. And I realized there's so many meals that I don't even taste because I'm like rushing through it. And honestly, I'm already thinking about like what I'm going to eat for supper when I'm eating lunch or what I need to do after that. Or I'm looking on my phone when I'm supposed to be eating lunch. So let's slow down and stop multitasking and savor what we're doing when we're doing it. Another anchor statement is joy lies within me. In other words, stop chasing because there's happiness and there's joy. And, um, Joy is when you're happy regardless of the circumstances. Wouldn't you rather have joy that is constant, that you can find and have within yourself, rather than happiness that is dependent on outside things? When you're just chasing happiness on earthly possessions and earthly things, then you're riding a roller coaster. But once you find the power and the strength to harness and find and create that joy and connect with it within yourself, you become so empowered. It's the most liberating thing in the world. So joy lies within me. And the last one is I trust my author, my maker. So in other words, let's live in faith and not just practice it in church. Let's practice it all day, all day, every day. Um, So thank you. I continue to take a break from Facebook and I continue to limit my time on Instagram because I just need to for my for my mindset right now. But in the meantime, I appreciate you guys sharing the podcast with your friends um, or doing reviews or subscribing or um, posting it yourselves. Please keep doing that. That makes me so happy. And I'd love to hear how you're using your anchor statements or your anchor verses, um, keep sharing them with me. And I hope you have a wonderful week full of tiny little miracles that you've been overlooking, but you have then decided this week that you're going to stop to slow down and savor. God bless you all till next week or the week after or the week after that. (laughs) Bye-bye.